Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the call of the Google Goldfinger game. I'm your host, Tom Bailey. Our campaign is The Masks of Nyarlathotep. It was written by Larry Dottilio, Lynn Willis, Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dorward, and it's available from the Chaosium website. Our game master is Morgan Llewellyn, and this is episode 10, I hope. Our recap will be done by me as my character, Octavius Fox. So without any further delays, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Well, in the wake of the death of our poor friend Jackson Elias, uh, we traveled to both Miskatonic and Harvard uh, in search of information concerning the symbol etched into his forehead. We split into two groups to save some time, and we both came up with the same answer, more or less. The murders were, we were looking for was a cult by the name of the Bloody Tongue, apparently based somewhere in, in Africa, in Kenya. We discussed uh, what we were going to do about Mr. Uh, Hilton Adams, the man accused of the murders in Harlem, and I decided to call my lawyer and maybe even the governor and to get a stay of execution. That should at least buy us some time. Uh, we spoke with that lady reporter, and she seemed to be on our side, uh, that there was something rotten about the police in Harlem, and we needed to do something about it. Later, we met with Jackson's lawyer to go over his last will and testament. <laughs> Old Jackson left us $40,000 and a lot of directions to follow. It's going to be a lot of work, a lot of hoofing around, but we're going to do it. I tried getting a meeting with Erica Carlisle, only to be rebuffed by her manservant on the phone. Fuck him. I'll meet her at the party tonight that she's attending. I'm going to bring uh, one of my buddies along with me. We'll see how that works out. What a mess. But I swear to God, we are going to get these cult fuckers and bury them 10 feet deeper than we buried our poor friend, Jackson Elias. All right, thanks, thanks, Tom. So we're all left last time of uh, toasting to the memory of Jackson Elias with Carlton Ramsey in his office. Um, the will reading having been complete. Well, gentlemen, feel free to uh, uh, take all the time you need looking over these things. Um, if there's any further questions I can answer. Uh, if not, please feel free to finish off the bottle. I have a meeting to attend to. So, Boys, uh, yep. should we get out of here? Yes. We've got some things to do. Mm, what shall we do next? If we can get to to uh, Hilton at Sing Sing, we definitely need to find out what he knows, mm. and uh, probably before that, see see uh, Fox if you can uh, get a stay of execution at least temporarily. Well, yeah. Rebecca was going to try and tee us up with Hilton. So she'd leave a message at the hotel. Right. Well, should we go back to the hotel? Or, I mean, it's 
it's evening. Do you guys want to go? Uh, I know a little place. How do you, how do you guys like? You know, I I don't know why I'm looking around. I mean, we're alone in the room, but have you guys ever had vodka? Uh, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. good vodka. I yeah. Well, <laughs> I know a little place called uh, Blagoslavis, and uh, we can go there. Um, it's costing. Nobody knows this, but uh, but we can get a drink there. What time is it now? So we'll say it's a it's about five o'clock. Okay. The party I, at Erica's is going to be yeah. at seven thirty. I need to go about a half hour's talks. drive outside of New York City. Well, let's. I, I okay. I didn't realize it was that late. Um, yeah, let's just go back to the hotel then. Get ready. Get ready. Get you all scrubbed up, Christopher. Yeah. See if I can <laughs> bluff my way into this high-class party with you. Look, you don't need to bluff your way. Just be yourself, and I'll just tell him. Hmm. Okay. Rich guy from New Orleans. Les élèves bon temps roulé. Yeah, talk that way. All you might right. find that half these rich people speak French, though. So. That's right. I'm 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 pretty good in French. All right, so that's what we'll do. All right, so Octavius and Christopher are preparing to go to this party. What are the rest of you wanting to do with your evening? Yeah, thinking hard. Mm. I'm well. a little apprehensive of visiting the juju house hmm. but we should probably i'm i'm a little less apprehensive i think than you are well, um, if you've got a good feeling i'll definitely go well it, it's not a it's not a good feeling but i don't think any harm will come to us on a, on our first visit unless we step completely out of line I think we could maybe go to check out, see uh, the hours, and maybe just review the shop as if we were having a passing interest, perhaps, just to find out. On well, the I think it's. I think at this. I think at this hour, there. Uh, it's most. It's most definitely closed. Um, this isn't. At five o'clock. Yeah, we're we're nearing. We're nearing a, an end to normal business hours. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe this should be reserved for tomorrow then, since it is rather late. We could go and check to see what the hours are. I mean, who knows? Maybe they are open late. It's five now. If they're maybe they're open till seven. It mm, might perhaps. actually be good. We could have a valid reason to be there, even if they're closed, by just checking on the hours. I, perhaps. I, I would, I actually kind of feel the need to go through uh, Jackson's notes once more and see if anything on this bloody tongue comes up that we might have missed on the first read through. Excellent. Very good idea. Also, it would be good to check in on on our friend. 
Morris. He seem, yes, he seems to have taken it a little. Uh, oh, we all took it hard. But. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'll I think I'll go and stop by stop by the publishers. Okay, yeah, so Frederick is going to <laughs> Kensington's. Yeah, I'll I'll go with you if you do not mind. I, there's if there's some more documentation. I got a good fair amount of it photographed, but I'd like to wrap up the the documenting it and developing the pictures. I don't think I don't think there will be uh, necessarily more documentation just I, I would like to I would like to double check and make sure we didn't skip any details good excellent all right and then Morris Christopher you're looking nice lighter than I am because I don't have a tux <laughs> but let's magically say that this is a tux <laughs> all right so Fox and LeBeau are pretty uh, stiffed up for their party. Uh, Frederick and Hauser are going to stop by uh, Jonah Kensington's. Uh, and Morris, what are you up to? I'm recuperating from an injury to my arm. I'm having an early night. Fair enough. Did, did, did you want to take the rest of that uh, of that bottle left by Carlton with you? Um. Yes. Yes, I think I will. For medicinal purposes, of course. Of course. So let's start with with Hauser and Frederick. Um, when you when you swing by the by the publishers, they are they are they are seem to be closed for the evening, but there are some lights on in there. Okay, I'll I'll knock at the front door. Um, you knock, and then you see a very kind of, kind of blinds kind of get popped open, and then Jonah opens the door. Uh, he looks a little haggard, and he says, "Oh, oh, uh, gentlemen, uh, hello. You're looking uh, well, somewhat worse for wear. Are you are you sleeping? Uh, well, no, I'm a." Well, Carlton is in the other room. We're discussing the book rights and things now that mm. Jackson is gone. Um, important discussions to be had, but I'm, I would prefer not to be having them at all. It it is an unpleasant business. Yes. Uh, uh, we were one. We were hoping to take a second glance at the documents Jackson oh. left behind. Oh, uh, uh, of course, please, um, please come in. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I mean, he, he goes and he hands you the files that he got, notes of Jackson. And he says, um, yeah, just please look them over and once again, uh, please just leave them here. Don't take them with you. Of course. Um, I should get back to, to Carlton. Um, want to get this over as soon as possible. So, yeah. all right. 
So I'm going to start pouring through them, looking for any references to bloody tongues. I'll do the same to speed this up because it's quite a bit of material, and, and we don't mm -hmm. we don't have like yeah. tons of. And it, it's it's a little bit of a jumbled mess too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So make uh, both both of you want to make libraries. I'll say that's okay. for scanning through text. Um, that is a normal pass. And a normal failure. All right, so so Hauser, you're struggling maybe a little bit with Jackson's handwriting. Um, it's a bit cramped. The cursive can make it a little difficult to piece together. Um, Frederick, um, you you kind of piece together when these um, about the notes we're talking about how just where where the Carlisle expedition met its unfortunate demise is right in the same kind of location where the books in the library talked about the cult of the bloody tongue. Okay. Um, so it's, it's that same, that same region of, of Kenya. So there's more and more of a connection growing between the Carlisle expedition and the bloody tongue. But why New York? Yeah. And then another thing that 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 you kind of um, there there are two things that jump out at you in that that final diary that he kind of had where he was um, mm -hmm. you know kind of hodgepodge um, tattered repeating like just one word over and over and over again skips pages like just just a total mess that just that final page um, where you see that. Um, He's talking about dreams like Carlisle's. Um, he was looking to check into a psychoanalyst, uh, psychoanalyst files, and then he's talking about the books in Carlisle's safe. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, does he mention the psychoanalyst by name? No. Darn. Wonder. So I wonder if it's his, if it's one that he was seeing personally, or if he managed to weasel his way into um, maybe talking with Carlisle's alienist. Wondering who's the who's the psycho here. Mm. Wasn't wasn't there wasn't one of the members of the expedition a doctor of some sort was it yes now that now that you think of it there was a dr robert houston yeah wasn't wasn't he isn't his isn't that kind of his ballpark area oh, it would be. we know that or i i i'm not going to lie to you hauser as soon as as soon as uh Yes, alienist or psychologist pops up into the conversation mm -hmm. I tend to check out the from what you remember Hauser because you followed the story very closely yeah on this this whole expedition was right in your wheelhouse yeah um, as, as a reporter you were interested in the, the stories that would emerge and you recall that Robert Houston was in fact a psychologist oh oh he actually was a psychologist it just wasn't on the side but that was his primary focus 
Oh yeah, this could be. I wonder, Chapman, if that's him. Uh, could be. I wonder if he's got any published works or if he's got any uh, recent notes that we could look at. Mm. Or hell, if someone snatched his book, his notebook from the expedition. But he's part of the missing, mm. missing, presumed dead, uh, it seems like. Batch. So this is, could be a dead end. But if we Possibly. could find the, the, the work, the notes, the, like you mentioned, that might be invaluable. So, so how's are giving your, giving your reporting skills? Yeah. Um, if you would like to make an idea roll. Oh, I love that. It's, uh, ooh, oh, five. Five. There you go. All right. And so that's going to be, so that's an extreme success. And that's going to also be an extreme success for law as well. Oh, for my law? So, so we'll just, so my law idea roll, what's your law? My law is, mm. is only five, but five makes okay. it nonetheless. So five, okay. So if, so medical records are generally kept and, and maintained, people don't throw them out. They're kept for long periods of time. Yeah. Um, since Houston would have been pronounced dead, Okay. His records, your guess, would have been turned over to a medical affairs board. Oh, yeah. Frederick, what do you think of this? Maybe, maybe after this, this might be too late for tonight, but mm. you could check their records out at the medical review board. Yes, that's a good idea. And no matter what your opinion on the Juju house, it is much safer. Yeah. Okay, so good. If, if there's any items that I did not record or, or get photographs of, I want a backup copy that we can reference later, just in case anything happens to this copy. Okay, that's perfectly doable. Good. And what are your what are your plans now? Uh, it's probably pretty late since we've spent a good amount of time reading through all of this. Mm -hmm. Maybe come back to the hotel and check on Morris. Make sure I, I want if he's okay with it. I want to offer to change the bandages again. Just want mm -hmm. to make sure that heals at a quick rate. All right. So I'm going back to the hotel. Um, and you check in on check in on Kensington and them make sure everything's going all right before we leave the publishing office all right so by the by the time you're wrapping up your research uh, you see Carlton is leaving um, he said oh gentlemen well if I if I had known that you two were going to have a meeting here I would have just taken you with me what uh 
were you going to do? Oh, well, I, I came here after reading you, Jackson's Will, to discuss the uh, the book rights. Right. Well, it was a it was kind of a spur of the moment decision. See, we we don't. Uh, well, Octavius and Christopher went off to a party, and uh, we don't clean up as well. So, no, a, a party. Mm, yeah, gonna mm, go what and. What are they uh, celebrating? Well, Octavius is hoping to hobnob with uh, uh, Miss Carlyle and hopefully g glean some information. So, well, I, I wish we'll see if luck. anything comes of it. Now, I've, I've heard stories of Erica Carlyle. She's, yeah, one tough cookie. <laughs> More than a match for our cunning fox. Yeah, perhaps. Still, I hope things go well. <laughs> Us too. Yes. And then, then he goes, um, and Jonah tells you that uh, Jackson has left all his book rights to him. They've been left to, to Jonah. All right. Is there additional material for the books that uh, he um, all has? The, all, all the notes that he, he sent me for this most recent book, he's been okay. looking over. Excellent, excellent. I don't, I don't have anything else. This is fascinating. Yeah. Well, we do have another lead in the form of a psychologist. That will lead we'll into... Uh, this this whole cult business. Um, ja uh, Jackson's notes allude to a, a particular psychologist, and we're assuming that it would be the psychologist that was on the Carl the Carlton Exposition, Carlisle Exposition, yeah. Exposition, Expedition. Expedition, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Good uh, the evening's libations are getting to me. <laughs> they were close before the, um, the expedition, so there's it stands two reasons that it would be him. Yes. So we'll we'll look into uh, we'll looking we'll look into the good doctor's notes and see what we can find. Well, if they if they help you catch the bastards that killed him. That's the idea. That is the idea. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go try to get some sleep, gentlemen. Excellent. Good luck, Good luck with your with your search. Yes, okay. I, I think we're heading off that way as well. Yeah. Rest well, gentlemen. Good night. And with you two returning to the hotel, Octavius and Christopher. Ah, ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. I hope this goes well. So what's um, uh what what are we trying to we wanting to meet with Erica? We're going to do our best to charm her, uh, to get her comfortable around us. Um we can't just drop the bomb on her. She'll just have us thrown out. Yeah. 
Um, what was the what was the guy that gave you trouble on the phone? What was his name? Uh, fuck Bradley Gray. Yeah, who cares? Lawyer. All right, so we want to try and avoid uh, him. Well, he might not even be invited to the party. He's a lawyer. Yeah. Good point. All right. Well, do I look respectable enough for um, people? Yeah, you look fine. Okay. In New York, we usually wear black at night. Yeah, we do things a little differently in the Big Easy. <laughs> well, it's hot and sweaty there, so. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we can do. Uh, I'm having him bring my car around, so. Okay. All, All right, right, so you're... We pack in the car and we mm-hmm. off. And and you head up there. Um. So so you're kind of driving a uh, driving up the road, um, driving along the uh, the Hudson River. Um, you think it might be pleasant to look at if it wasn't so dark. Um, as you're reaching the estate, you see off off to the side of the road, uh, the kind of the looming, this looming building that is Sing Sing Prison. Um, kind of a perhaps unsettling feeling, almost. This, this with everything that's going on, and now it's just silhouetted in the darkness. Um, as you pass it, you know maybe a couple more miles, and you reach the estate. Um, the estate itself is this uh, rather large manor house. Kind of the middle of a quite a large property. Um, you uh, there's a closed gate, a uh, long driveway, um, kind of the circular kind of pattern at towards the porch. Uh, a lot of cars parked along there, um, and you're kind of stopped by somebody at, at the gate. Octavius Fox for. Uh engagement this evening. Ah, oh, Mr. Fox. Pleasure to have you here, sir. Um, Carlton, wasn't it? Hmm? What's your name? Is it uh, something Carlton? Uh, uh, yes. I'm have sorry. You been I, before? Have, have I? Yes, I have been here before. Oh, well. I don't remember you. Uh, George, George Carlton would be my name. Please, sir. All right. So I go in and park. I, I assume that it's like any other party. There's lots of people mulling about in nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so you're led inside by, by a servant. Um, and yeah, it's there's quite a lot of people here. Um, well, Chris, uh, enjoy yourself. Um, just if they ask who you're here with, just tell them it's me. Okay. What is, um, would I know what Erica Carlisle looks like? I don't know if she was ever in the newspaper. No. Okay. No, so you know. you wouldn't. Um, okay, cool. This place it's 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 pretty rowdy. Um, prohibition might as well not exist here. 
Um, okay. Because people are openly carrying alcohol. Wow. Um, plenty of, of, of uh, plenty of food, plenty of drinks. Um, just clusters of people talking. Um, so the question is, is, as I'm looking around, do I see Erica? Um, yes, you would be able to, to easily pick her out. Um, All right. She's, she's talking with, with a couple of people. So I, I sort of elbow Chris and I, I'm like, um, see the woman there in the uh, champagne colored slinky gown. Yeah. That, that's Erica Carla. Okay. Let me see. So, so, so Erica, she's in this elegant kind of white fur coat, um, kind of a little pipette of champagne. Like with a group of well-dressed people, um, but pretty close to her um, is this six-six giant of a man, um, muscles barely contained in his his suit. It's not that nice of a suit, um, but he's he's sticking pretty close to Erica. Bodyguard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to mingle and slowly work my way. Closer and closer to Erica. I'm trying to get into a position where I'm chatting with some people near her and getting them to laugh mm. and, uh, you know, making it so that it seems natural when I sort of join Erica's group. All right, so, so Fox, as you're making your way over there, um, there's a lot of these people in the circle that know you. Um, they they definitely try to intercept you, catch up on old times, maybe pitch a, a business deal or two. Um, so even just getting across this room politely is a bit of a chore. Um, yep. Okay, I can see that. Well, I'll probably chit chat with them. Make myself a presence so that people know that Octavius Fox is. In the I'm gonna be kind of a little bit further away keeping an eye on Fox, keeping an eye on Erica and just sort of watching, you know what I mean? Like my, what's around, I'm keeping aware of the situation. But trying to blend in as well with my champagne. All right, so while, while you're standing there all, all aloof kind of watching, um, you see that the, uh, the giant of a man has now kind of taken notice of you. Okay. Oh, and he starts to walk over. Okay. Uh, excuse me, sir. I don't believe we've met. Uh, Christopher LeBeau. Uh, you can call me Joe. He does not shake your hand. Joe, pleased to meet you. Now, what brings you here tonight? Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Miss Octavius Fox over there. Uh, I happened to be in town tonight, and he... Told me, asked me if I wanted to come to a party, and I said, sure. Right. So you know Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah, we're old friends. Christopher, mm, come here. There's somebody I want you to meet. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Joe. Uh, we'll chat later, and I'll make my way over to, to back over to Fox. This is Miss Felicity Thump. <laughs> Miss Thump, it is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and what is your name? Uh, Christopher LeBeau. Oh, Christopher, I'm 
charmed to meet you. The honor is all mine, my dear. Oh, so where, I... where, where, where are you from? You have a delightful accent. <laughs> I'm from uh, New Orleans, my dear. New Orleans. The Big Easy. Yes, yes. Oh, my, my, my cousin uh, Greta went to New Orleans over the summer. And oh. then she starts telling you all this, these things about New Orleans that are that you probably disagree with. <laughs> sure, um, but, I've, I've but she's very, pretty. Yeah, she's <laughs> very <laughs> pretty. Yeah. Well, I'm I do very... hope next time you uh, come down, uh, your sister comes, Felicity, you, you will join her. And please let me take you out to dinner. Oh, well, that would just be... Well, that, that would be lovely. We'll have to... Um... Well, now, now that you've offered, I have to take you up on that. Uh, be my pleasure. Complete Fox, how, how did you meet such a, such a specimen? Oh, I collect them. They just sort of flutter around my brilliant light. Um, GM, is there anybody in Erica's group that I recognize? Yes. Um, there's, there's a one... Xavier Thorne, ah, Mr. Um, Thorne, who has been pressing you a lot recently for business deals, partnerships, and the like. Is right. Joe still watching me? Yes. Okay. He's well, watching I'm, both of you very closely. I'm going to walk over uh, into Erica's group, you know, sort of laughing at something that somebody said and come over and say, oh. Xavier, I didn't know you were here tonight. Octavius! If I'd known you were here, I'd have stayed home. <laughs> ah, not often we see you outside of Boston. How are you, good sir? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, uh, Miss, uh, Miss Carlisle, I believe. Uh, yes. It's so nice to see um, you out and about. Well, out and about in my own home. I've been traveling quite a bit, uh, doing a lot of publishing work with a number of friends. Ah, it's publishing work, huh? How's that business? It's actually quite quite well, except for recently. Um, our star client, Mr. Jackson Elias, you may have heard of him, Jackson Elias. I always pronounce his name wrong. I don't know why. Um, he recently passed away. Oh, well, I am. But uh, I'm the sorry business to hear is that. doing well. The business is doing quite well. And how are you doing? Oh, well, I'm, I'm doing just fine. And you see Xavier kind of starts to kind of cut in two. So, Fox, have you given any of my proposals any more thought? Oh, um, well, um, well, let's discuss business uh, some other time. Um, Come to my office uh, tomorrow afternoon, maybe at four. <laughs> well, you don't seem to be at your office. I'm a busy man. All right, well, I'm, I'm telling you, think, think it over. Think it over, Fox. So, Miss Carlisle. Together. So, Miss Carlisle, who's the big brute of a man that you're hanging around with? Your bodyguard? Oh yes, this would be Joe. Yeah, he's quite the quite the uh, quite the grandiose fellow, isn't he? Yes, yes, very, 
<laughs> grandiose. That, that, that's a good word for him, isn't it? Looks like you'd feel very safe around that man. No, are you doing? Are you doing any traveling? No, I have quite the business to run. Oh yeah, everything um, for the last few years. Yeah, you've been working very hard. Yes, munitions. The munitions business has kind of slowed down since the end of the war. Um, but but the well, transportation let's all hope for another is... war. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need right now is another good war. Ah, so Miss Miss Carlyle, um, I've been meaning to speak to you about something. Um, yes, Mister Gray was telling me. Ah, he told you that I called. That's a good man. Um, he wouldn't let me talk to you over the phone. Well. Apparently, I mean, if it was something worth my time, you might no. have said something. It's probably not something that we want to discuss during the party. Um, but it is something that might concern you personally. And it's something that um, I think that you would probably be very interested in. I'm not a man who gives in to ridiculous claims and, and, and offhanded uh, nonsense. I, uh, I'm actually part of this myself. Um, but, uh, I mean, if you'd rather just enjoy your party. <laughs> well, you give a speech like that and then don't tell a girl what you actually want to talk about, huh? Well, if we could find a place to, to chat for a few moments privately, Folks, I wouldn't want to take, me. I wouldn't want to take the hostess away from her party. No, 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 no. It's 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 fine. I mean, if it's so so important for you to show up. Oh, yes, I'll have another sidecar. Um, thank you. Well, at your convenience. Please. She basically she just she doesn't step away very far. Kind of just down into a hallway. Oh. Okay. Um, but just you and Joe follows. Miss Carlyle, I mentioned that a friend of ours has recently passed away. Let me be straightforward with you, but I, I want you to understand, I don't want you to be shocked or, um, or upset by what I'm going to say. Our friend does a lot of, did a lot of research uh, into mysteries and, and so forth. Um, he has, over the years, in my experience, got into a number of very dangerous situations, especially when he was getting down to the nitty-gritty of a story. Um, he's been chased through the Amazon. Uh, he was in prison in Somalia for a while. Oh, a lot well, of things, all, all well and good. A lot of things he gets into. I'm just saying he was a very serious researcher. Recently... He contacted me and my associates because, and brace yourself, he had very strong reason to believe that your brother and his associates might not, in fact, be dead. And shortly thereafter, he was murdered 
rather violently. His research that we have started to go through indicates that he was definitely on to something and that that's what got him killed. I just wanted you to know that we are, we, me and my associates are involved because Elias was our friend. But because it concerns your brother, I thought that you should know. That's all. I'm sorry. Are you intending to look into this further? Absolutely. Because we want to find out who murdered our friend. We think that it's somebody based in Kenya, Africa. Well, in the area where he was, where they were supposedly murdered. Maybe you should brace yourself, Mr. Fox. You should know I absolutely detested my brother's excesses. He drove my family's company nearly into the ground. I totally understand. He was quite flamboyant. Look, I I think that he's just better off being dead, Mr. Fox. All right. He was even his, I guess now you're telling me his supposed death was far too bizarre to be decent. Well, his body was never actually recovered. The only bodies that were ever recovered were bodies of servants, not the actual party. Now, I can't imagine what your brother might be up to or why he would give up his fortune or anything like that. I just wanted you to know, and I totally understand, you have managed your company very well over the years. Yes, yes, I've, I've brought it back from that horrible state he left it in. You have. Okay, he left me destitute. Yeah. You realize that? I was almost living on the streets before his disappearance. Well, then it's a good thing that he disappeared. So I hope that you aren't upset if I were to actually locate him or at least find out what in fact happened to him. He's probably dead, but there's more to the story there. And it's a dangerous... Please, we should... We should discuss this more in private. All right. Stick, stick around. Of course. When you look, look, before further discussion, I want to make think one thing abundantly clear. Absolutely. I think we will all be better off if Robert stays lost. If he is, in fact, still alive. Well, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, my guess is that if he, if he was out there and he wanted to come back, he would have. But the investigation, we're going to continue because we want to find the murderers of our friend. Well, I hope you find, find your murderers. 
justice is a good thing to have in this world. Indeed. I am very sorry that I upset you or brought this up during your party. Um, if you'd like to discuss it another day. Uh, no, no, please. Just stick around. All right. And well, let the me party's get, over. Let me get your you let me get you back to your guests then. Alright, so you, you go back to the group and Xavier is just like Well well, Erica, I mean if he's not gonna make any business deals with me, I don't know. Xavier. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, Octavia. Let's uh let's talk turkey and I put my hands on his shoulder and walk over and let me get him drunk. <laughs> okay, that's easy enough to do. Christopher, what are you doing? Um so I obviously haven't heard any of the conversation that has happened because I wasn't that close. But uh, um, make make I'm, a psychology. Okay. Uh that is ooh, ninety-one. So no, I'm not uh there's too much going on. Um, just the, these rich, rich people are good at hiding their their true emotions. Um, I'm just gonna sort of mingle around. To, not, I don't want to draw too much attention to myself. Um, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on on Octavius, uh, Erica Carlisle, and the big guy. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to. I'm not drawing too much attention to myself. All right, make make a credit rating check. Okay. Uh, is a. Uh, I will spend the four luck to just just make it. Okay, so you are barely managing to hold your own in some of these conversations. Yeah. I mean, these these people are talking about their million dollar businesses and their massive estates and you know, horse breeding and, right. you know, their wine collections and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You as a private eye, New Orleans, this is a whole yeah. world. You're not, I mean, with your, with your friend Theo, you're familiar with some of it. Um, yeah. But you managed to think, take well enough, like contributing yeah. the conversations, like it's your own personal experience, even though it isn't. So you don't. Yeah. I'll probably be doing to blend in pretty well. what Fox is of be myself but also use some of the knowledge of, as you say, of friends with Theo. Um, so a bit of a two and two, keeping them interested with some of my cases and blah, 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 but you know, yeah. Cool. Right, yeah. So, so, so you managed you manage to scrape by without really yeah. making yourself stick out. Cool. Um, And and the night the night progresses. Um, eventually, people start to clear out. Um, and once the last few people kind of leave, um, Erica, uh, Fox, and your your friend, if you want to. Yes, this is Mr. Christopher LeBeau. He is one of my associates involved in this case. He's from New Orleans. Miss Carla. 
the city of mud. Hmm. <laughs> city of mud indeed. So, so please enlighten me. We what believe... is it that this friend of yours believed that my brother was still alive? Well, we haven't gotten very far in our research, but what, we, what he's left us is a definite direction to go. Um, there's something going on in Harlem. Uh, we believe it's the uh, involvement of a, a religious cult of some sort, uh, one from the darkest parts of Africa. Um, I don't want to give you any of the rather gruesome details, but needless to say, our friend was murdered and certain marks were left that have identified the cult involved. This cult uh, comes out of the same area that your brother disappeared in. Um, and we have reason to believe from some of the evidence that they were involved in that slaying as well. Um, we have a number of leads to follow. We have a number of pieces of information, but this doesn't just go, this isn't just in Africa. It looks like we're, we're on the, 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 the tip of the iceberg for something much larger. Um, I don't know what mistakes our friend, Mr. Elias made, but those mistakes got the attention of this cult and they killed him. Um, we are at the beginning of our investigation. Um, we are hoping to find out more and we would certainly keep you informed of anything that we discovered. Um, we also would kind of appreciate if you could tell us anything more about your brother, it's not maybe not common knowledge. Um, his relationship with this Pena fellow in England and uh, and this uh, psychologist friend and the the other people. How about let's make a deal? Of course. I will tell you what I know. Mm -hmm. You keep me appraised of your investigation. Of course. And if you do so happen to find my brother alive, leave him wherever he is. I understand. You, you, you have to understand. I mean, this is not just this business that I've built up that pays for all of this, but the amount of people that I employ, their livelihoods. I mean, well, everybody is glad that he was gone. He almost ruined everybody. Of course. Um, I, I, I completely understand. I, I agree. Um, but when I, if I do find him, I will certainly inform you of his 
state and possibly why he never came back. Yes, well, if you do find him, I would definitely like to know those things. Of course. And where he is, I mean, he is still my brother after all, if he is in dire trouble. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, what can you tell me about him? Well, it looks like your friend here really wants to say something. Come on, spit it out. Uh, no. I was just wondering if, uh, if there was potentially anything that, um, Roger might have left behind before the expedition, potentially. Uh, we are looking for a, a book that um, our friend Jackson was trying to procure, and we found this book is actually quite rare, and we thought there might be a possibility that yourself or Roger may have uh, had a copy of this particular book. I'd forgotten about the book. Yes, Roger keeps a number, kept a number of books in a safe in the library. Um, it's a book that uh, Africa's seems to have some importance to our our story. Our, our, what we're that for. that title does. We'll go look up the books in a minute. Right. Okay, but first let, let let me let me tell you a little bit more about Roger. Look, this, his his expedition to Africa is, was far more than just another one of his foolish whims. Look, there was some secret, he seemed to think, that fascinated him as much as it scared him. Hmm. <sighs> that African woman, Bonet, look, she, she was the cause of his obsession. An African woman. Yes, yes, he was dating some uneducated African. Was, was she a, a servant, or was she a, a... I don't know. He seemed to just pick her up off the streets of New York. I mean, if that doesn't show you how depraved his tastes have become, I don't know what will. Hmm. Yes, I do recall... The newspapers had a field day with most everything he did. So I have no idea how the two of them met. um, But she eventually came to rule his life. Really? Completely obsessed with her. But even before that, before she had became so dominant over him, he'd been starting to have these strange dreams. He was being called. He had to go do something. Something, somebody was wanting him to do some favor. Look, and he, he would wake up screaming night after night. Um, really? But he would refuse to discuss it. He would never tell me or anybody. So he felt was he was on. being called somewhere. Look, I, I wanted to help him. All right. So I, I recommend that he visited a Dr. Robert Houston. The psychologist. Yes, yes. Quite a quite a sociable man. Um, well, and quite the womanizer, too. I know several ladies in my circles have been 
for scorn by him, but I digress. Look, I think that Houston actually talked him into going on the expedition, undoubtedly with Bonnet's collusion. Maybe I shouldn't have introduced them, but as I stated, perhaps it's better that he's gone. But ultimately, I'm convinced that it's all really Bonnet's fault that he lost his grip on reality. Like he would disappear for days and days and days and come back just wild-eyed and haggard. Um, and all he would say is that he'd been to Harlem. I want to say what he did there, where he was, just Harlem. But for days, in, in, I don't know. So he was going to Harlem as well. Yes. That's extremely interesting. That, 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 that ties him into a big part of our picture so far. This Bonet woman. A, could I do an occult role to see if any of the things she's describing sounds familiar? Um, go for it. So like a spell or something like voodoo type? I don't know. Well, do you have any Cthulhu mythos? No, I've just got standard occult. Okay. It's probably not the uh, one you would know anyway. Uh, uh, I got a standard pass. Yeah, no, there, there's nothing in particular that would that comes to mind of what this would be. Can you can you describe this woman, this Bonnet woman? Well, if you asked my brother. He would always say that she was queenly, this priestess, that she had secrets that he just had to have. Um, I, as I said, she's an uneducated. Um, well, now you're. I don't know what, what secrets she could possibly have. You sound like you're describing some sort of a voodoo queen or. Yeah. <laughs> voodoo, voodoo queen. No, she was. <laughs> he used the word queenly. Did she dress like a New Yorker? Did she dress like a uh, something else? She 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 dressed like a street urchin. Oh, you can make a psychology roll. Would you say that she? Okay. Oh my God, I got an O one. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you if you have haven't picked it up, I mean, Erica is. A street person. Pretty, pretty damn racist. Okay. Um, right. oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, we're trying to be PC in the game. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I try to say, I mean, literally, was she like a poor person that somehow tricked yes, your brother? She <laughs> said just pretty much off the streets. Don't know how what happened, but but it did. I suppose she might have some exotic charm to her. Maybe that. Hmm. Some might might describe her as as beautiful in her own way, but well, let me ask you this. How about um his friends? Did his friends know this woman? Is there other people we can talk to to see if we can find out more information about this woman? I mean, anybody who, who didn't die or maybe not die on his little trip? Not not that I know of. Um, 
because his 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 circle. I mean, Houston came into the picture mostly from my doing. Um, Hypatia Masters. Um, I met her occasionally. Uh, quite unimpressive. Um, Roger had dated her a few times. Nothing really came of it. Uh, she liked photography. But perhaps that's why he dragged her along, so she could take some photos. Um, and then good old Brass. Yes, his best friend, I would say. Yeah, Jack Jack Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Fanatically loyal to my brother. Um, Roger always said he could trust him. Uh, in California, in fact, Carlisle... Uh, yes, Roger had his uh, Carlisle lawyers uh, save Brandy from a, a murder conviction. Um, Your brother seems to have hung around with a lot of sketchy people. <laughs> so how... How then is he related to this Aubrey Penhue, Sir Aubrey Penhue? Oh well, from my from my understanding, uh, they when they went over to their first stop in England, they they picked him up. Was Whose idea that was? Um, once again, Bonet seemed to be the mastermind of the whole thing. Well, it, in some ways, it kind of makes sense, because if you think about it, from the, the group you just described that went with your brother, none of them exactly had experience in expedition or archaeology or anything of the kind. Penhu, that, that is... Look, I don't know, know, I don't know anything about, about Penhu. All right. Okay, I don't know why he joined their expedition, why he was even invited, but uh, maybe he needed money. Everybody well, else that hung around my brother seemed to. That certainly is possible. We are planning on going to England uh, as part of our investigation at some point. Uh, we'll look into this Penhu Foundation and see what, what that's all about. Um, now, of course, it might be worth noting that uh, towards the end, I encouraged him to go. You know, I thought that maybe going all the way out there, he'd finally come to his senses that Albanay was telling him was mumbo jumbo. Mm. that he'd snap out of it. But. Aside from the obvious reasons, um, why did you, was there any other reason why you went to Africa looking for him? Other than just to find him as your brother. You obviously didn't want him coming back and interfering in the business. He's your brother. I understand. Yes, as as, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, is he better off gone? Yes, but does you know? Just so hate to just abandon him. Well, I think that he you have an opportunity. You have a strong opportunity at this point to uh, get your lawyers together, um, so that if we do find your brother, uh, he can't take the company back from you. Hmm. You've probably already done that, but yes, we've we've we we've, we've taken measures, but you know, don't don't need any more trouble than he's already caused. But now that I'm thinking more about this, 
they, they, I vaguely recall that they hired a Frenchman named Bassart in Egypt. Um, I saw some paperwork while I was here for their paying him what he, what Bassart was or who he was or what he was doing for them. I have no idea. Um, but when it comes to mind of people who may have interacted with him on the expedition who might be still alive. Do the names um, Silas Nkwane or Aha Singh mean anything to you? No. No. Should they? Just That's some potential. That's part of our investigation. Yeah. Now the books. Yes. You see, she, she looks back to Joe and then back to you guys. You know, I used to not always have Joe here, but, um, well, there was one night where I caught a few people trying to break into the library. Mm. Huh. Did you catch, uh, did you see them? Uh, no, my firing off a, a, a shot from my Derringer seemed to have scared them off, but right. it's definitely how, been worth how keeping. Long, how long ago was this? Oh, uh, was, yeah, it must have. Only a couple of months ago. And I say under, under my breath, I say similar time to Harvard. Yeah, there's definitely somebody who wants that book. Well, yeah, anything connected to what's going on. Well, if you don't mind showing us, uh, let's see what he's got. All right, so, so she takes you into the library. Um, and it is, it's a two, two-story room, floor-to-ceiling books. Um, and she walks over to be a section that's, um, that all seems to be reference books, dictionaries, um, encyclopedias, um, various languages. Um, the rest of the library you can see, it, it's, um, it's full of a lot of occult books, uh, literature, um, Your brother was interested in the occult. Oh, yes, very, very much so. Um, and she walks over to the reference section, and from it, uh, as she approaches it, it's very clear that one book is very much out of place. Um, it's this copy of the collected works of Edgar Allan Poe. And she removes that from the shelf, and behind that, there's a panel that she slides to the side. She peeks in the cover of the book, looks at something written there, and dials a combination, and pops it open. Um, and in, inside there's a, a collection of, of four, just four uh, books. Um, say, uh, and after he left, I started looking through his his things. Um, Stumbled across this, reorganizing the library. I, you know, thought this Poe was definitely out of place. Uh, 
Well, found these. I, I flipped through one of them, and well, it's quite horrible the things that it said. Um, hmm. I, it was presented as if it was all factual, and I could see if you actually believed in this nonsense, how it would give you quite a fright. Um, Strange old books. So, so the books that, that they have are um, ones titled the Narcotic Manuscripts. There is selections of the Liber di Ivon, another one called Amongst the Stones, and the fourth is titled Life as a God. Life as a God. Odd choice of books. <laughs> yes, quite, quite so, and the, the material in them. Oh, don't even yeah. don't even get me started. May I may I have a look? Uh, certainly, certainly, sure. Um, so I'll, I'll take them over. I'm assuming there's a a table, um, yep. somewhere. And I'll sit nice down. Reading and, desk. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. sit down and um, start reading through to see if I can kind of pick out any keywords: Africa, Egypt, cults, or anything. You know. Well, those first two are probably not even in English. What, they're in French or Spanish? I'm fine. <laughs> so, about, about his older. books. So, the Iconic Manuscripts is an English um, translation. translation. Okay. Um, red, red leather binding. Um, very... Uh, very old. If you're not really an expert in books, you can't, you don't know yeah. exactly how old. Um, the selections of the Livier de Ivon is in French. Um, you want me to do a French roll? So it's it's handwritten. Um, it's old. Yeah, go ahead and make a French roll. Uh, 18, which is a uh, hard pass. Okay, hard pass with the old, with the aged hand, right? Like the, the hand, the old style, because I mean, this is a modern French. Yeah. So, so you are able to read it slowly, <laughs> albeit, but you think you'd be able to read it. Um, amongst the stones, um, this seems to be far more of a modern affair. Okay. Um, seems to be a handwritten, um, basically book of poetry. Um, can I, can I be see written the... by a Justin Jeffrey. Justin Jeffrey, I'm sorry. And it's, its date is 1918. Just, uh, what, did I get a name of the, uh, the author of The Dark Cults of Africa? So, Africa's Dark Sex. Yeah. Um, that was written by Nigel Blackwell. Nigel Blackwell. 1920. Okay. All right, so Jeffrey. Cool. And then Life is a God. Um, that was, it seems to be written by Montgomery Crompton uh, in 1810. And can both of you make, let's say, a natural world check? Natural world? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 96. <laughs> Got a 67. No. All right, so, so Life as a God, um, as you're kind of 
feeling it, uh, Christopher. Yeah. It, the leather feels a little weird. Fox, what, what do you make of this? This leather doesn't doesn't feel doesn't feel right. What kind of animal do you reckon this is? I don't know. The ostrich. Hmm. Something weird. I really wish uh, I wish Hauser or Chapman had been able to come with us. They would have been having a field day with this stuff. And Tram's talking to Maybe rub your hands a little bit together. And you get the distinct impression that this book is bound in human skin. Both of you can make a sanity check. When was this written? You said 18 something? Uh, 1810. 100. 97. Close to 100. Ooh. Yeah, both of you can lose two points. Well, weren't able to to recognize it quite when you were looking at it, but as you're feeling it, just and it was published. Now, is it? You said it was handwritten. Yes, it seems to be a diary. Okay. Diary. And without 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 looking without a deep read or kind of glancing, you're not sure of the yeah. content of any or any of these books. You're kind of just yeah looking at them. Miss Carlisle, um, these books might prove very useful to our investigation, but being locked up in a safe here, I imagine they're fairly valuable. Um, I'm going to ask you if I could borrow them, but uh, you know that I... I'm financially, I could, uh, I could insure them. Insure that yes, safe. well, that would be, without a flat-out purchase, I would need some form of collateral. My friend, uh, he does collect occult books of, of this like. I'm sure he would be more than happy to purchase these from you. We have to get somebody, a broker, to come in and set a price for them. We don't have any clue what they're worth. Um, Meet me. Meet me tomorrow afternoon here. I will get right. these appraised. All right. I'll, I'll send word to my, my friend to get confirmation. Um, is there anything it, else? No, 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 no offense, Christopher. Mm -hmm. But depending on the value of these things, I would rather do business with people that I know and who have you. a little bit of things to lose if they perhaps fall through on a financial arrangement, which makes Mr. Fox here a perfect candidate. I can. I totally appreciate that and understand. Let's find out what they're worth, and we'll we'll talk tomorrow. Um, they're not critical, but they they're definitely something that we would like to uh, peruse through. They might tell us something about this bizarre cult, this death cult. I will say, whoever you do get to uh, to check their their 
price and things, make sure it's someone you trust. If someone tried to come in and steal these from you, they may try and do so again. So, yes, well, I'm sure. I'm sure Joe will keep any. Joe, along with the dogs, of course. This, Miss Carlisle, it's been a, a complete delight to see you this evening, and I hope very much that uh, I can visit you in your home again sometime. And uh, you've been very helpful to us. And uh, we will keep you absolutely apprised. Until tomorrow, if you don't mind, we'll, uh, we'll take our leave. Yes, of course. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you for Christopher. your hospitality. Let's go. All right. All right. So we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I just sort of lean over and I say, Christopher, uh, little faux pas, don't, yeah. don't tell a rich woman who manages her business and money how to best appraise something for her. You're basically telling her her own job. Oh, I, I, I meant no offense. I, I know just, you didn't. Uh, yeah. I know you didn't. Just sort of someone's tried to steal them already. They might try and send a fake appraisal person to, in for... Well, yeah. they would have no idea that she was even getting it done. Yeah. Um, Can I get a uh, group luck check? Sure. From all of us? Or whoever has the lowest. My luck? Oh, that's not good at all. Mine's... You don't want me making a luck roll? Mine's I got, a, 17. I got 41 is my, is my luck. How, anybody lower? Got 23. Nice. 23 out of 41. All right. So, so Fox, you feel pretty confident that she's going to find, she'll track down somebody qualified. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt. She knows every rich person who has a big house and there are lots of things knows how to find an appraiser. All right. Let's get back to the hotel so I can get out of this monkey suit. Ah, I agree. All right. Yep. So, time, time. So you get there. The time with the party, everything going on. You're gonna get back around. Let's just say one in the morning. To the hotel. Um, Morris, since you've spent this time recovering, house has provided a bit more first aid. You can recover one d three hit points. One d two. Did you say? Uh, one d three. One D three. All right, so in the morning we'll roll around. Yeah. 
<laughs> it looks like Christopher's getting a bit of a late start on today. <laughs> he drank a little too much champagne. What, what, what oh, you, you had champagne last night. Mm. You like champagne, Chris? I mean, uh, Frederick. Uh, within reason. I've had I've had some good ones at uh, various museum curating huh. shindigs. Champagne was it? It was a party. Was that why Christopher was dressed as a waiter? Yeah. Ah, he did okay. Everything's clear now. Huh. Well, once he gets to, down uh, here, he can bring me some coffee. <laughs> You get that, Chris? You're the waiter. <laughs> All right. So how did it go at the party? What did you get to meet with Erica? I, I did. I, uh, I got her attention and uh, got her to, uh, uh, we had a private discussion afterwards. Um, it's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, she does not like her brother very much. Um, apparently her family fortune was almost completely dwindled away prior to him going off to Egypt. Um, she's managed to bring it back and she just assumed her brother stayed dead or lost. <clears throat> I understand. But on the same time, there's a tender side to her that would like to know that her brother's not dead. Apparently, no, that, that doesn't surprise me at all because you know, in the, when I was in the Amazon, got a lot of uh, those rich adventurers and explorers coming through, and you'd be surprised the number of them that are deadbeats. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's something odd that apparently happened with uh, Roger. <laughs> Roger was a playboy, Roger loved to party. Roger had all sorts of connections that were, we'll say they were a little uh, nefarious. Uh, he spent a good deal of time in Harlem. My guess yeah. is going to, going to jazz clubs. It's not that unusual. Um, they make the rich people enter by a separate door than the rest of the people. Um, anyways, um, apparently, now now, this is my impression. I don't know if it was yours, Christopher. He met some woman. Uh, a woman, uh, sounds like she had a French last name, Bonnet, uh, but she was an African, uh, a, a black woman. And this woman was not apparently uh, a wealthy person or, or just, uh, as Erica sort of described her, a street person. Uh, whatever you make of that. Um, it just She just sort of uh, took over his life. She moved in. She became uh, the most important person in the world to him. And she was behind the whole trip to Egypt and subsequently to Africa. Now, I don't know why, but it smacks to me of some sort of brainwashing or mind control. It's, 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 it's just odd that a man who could have anyone that he wanted, you know, 
someone with lots of money would choose somebody off the street. Yeah. I know that sounds really awful, but it's the society we live in. And it gives a connection for, uh, for Kala with Harlem. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm. When you, yeah. you, you say that Shiva's from Africa somewhere, Maybe well, we just know she's African. The words uh, that the words that uh, I, I'm trying to be delicate, but the words that Miss Erica Carlisle actually used, I don't want to repeat in uh, in mixed under company. Understood. But, but she spoke. Uh, she didn't speak with an accent from Egypt or or, or actually, from. I guess Kenya. we didn't ask that kind of a question. I just figured for it with the last name Bonnet. She might have more akin to somebody from uh, Christopher's neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Actually, that's I could. I could make, oh, there, make there a call are, and yes. see if anyone's heard heard the name before. I'm sure they have. That's probably a fairly common name. Mm -hmm. What I've was the first of, name? She didn't give it in. She just one. said Bonnet. Bonnet. Uh, there are, there are also some areas in northern Africa where uh, French is very prevalent. It, that's Erica true. did yeah. not seem. Well, she not she, she was not fond of this woman in any way. So no. it sounds like she very much wanted to know as least as much as possible about this woman. It yeah. sounds like something that we could follow up because I'm sure that if Erica was unpleased, then all of Roger's business associates, uh, mm. all of the other people at parties, anyone who ever associated with him was probably, you know, aghast. That she he did was. give us... Uh, the name of one of his associates in, in Egypt. Mm. Some, someone they were dealing with. Oh, question for the keeper. Would would um, would any of the early photographs of the party going into the expedition include this person? Would Would they be in the headlines maybe? Include what? Which person? The the Bonnet. this Bonet person. So once again, you follow this very closely. Um, the only woman you knew of being associated with the expedition was a uh, Hypatia. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so any pictures of things? Was... There was no. This Bonet woman is not in any of them. Well, Chris, uh, you're talking about this. Uh, they hired a Frenchman in Egypt, Bassart. Bassart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, except they might have just had him carrying their bags. I don't know what. Well, I'm saying it's a connection we've got there. This right in Egypt. Well, he was going yeah. to Egypt. We knew that. Yeah. Um, now Erica says that she thought that her brother was going off the deep end. Uh, mm -hmm. He apparently got all into the occult. Um, he had a number of books, by the way, uh, Hauser. Uh, in a safe uh, of an occult nature. We're going to try and get those for you tomorrow. Oh, fascinating. I'd be very um, interested. I don't know what it's going to depend on what they, they want for these books. She's going to get them appraised. Um, but that would be, be today. Later. Or today. today or later even today. if we could just studies in there, if we couldn't. I, I think that they would take you weeks and weeks to, to study. Um, we don't, I'm not going to do that, but... Uh, um, and what was I? My train of thought uh, has uh, vanished like this cigarette slowly vanishing before your eyes. Um, 
books. We were talking about the books. We were talking about the the library. We were talking about Africa. It's completely gone out of my head. Um, Is there any message uh, at oh. the front desk for us? Are you going to go check on that? Um, no, I know what no I message for you. I know what I was going to say. Apparently, uh, it was Erica who hired the psychologist. Oh. And the psychologist uh, was treating her brother. But is, this, she... is this Dr. Houston? Dr. Houston. Mm -hmm. So uh, Erica so hired he, Houston. He came up in... Uh jackson's notes yeah uh we're, we're actually hoping to go and look uh see if we can find um, any any of dr hudson's materials that might have been yeah. released after his presumed death yeah that's a good idea yes. um but what erica told us oddly enough was that she thought that houston was the one encouraging them going to africa um interesting uh, Penhue, she didn't think that they really had any connection with Penhue until they got to uh, England, England yeah. and they needed somebody like an archaeologist uh, yeah. to be involved. Um, so that was something that always confused me about the whole, the whole process was everyone else involved with the expedition had no experience with exploring or, or anything along those lines. Rich people I, I, like to go on vacations and do things yeah. like this. So that's, I mean, that explains why Penhue was brought into the mix since he actually knew what he was doing. And yeah. she didn't seem to have much of an opinion on this uh, Hypatia Masters, that she was a photographer, and maybe that was mm. the only reason why she went along. Um, and his friend uh, Brady was just kind of the uh, general man of whatever you needed him to do uh, he, he was, was best, he was jack it was his best friend yeah best friends with uh, roger um so that's what we got out of it these books we're going to try to get this afternoon um uh how's it you ever heard of uh, the narcotic manuscripts that's with a p um, a narcotic man narcotic manuscripts ha have i keeper um Make it or, a the, or the it's book a of Ebon. Boom, um, sixty-one. No, failed. Failed to call off. No. no. Sounds nope. fascinating, but how about the book of Ebon? You ever heard that one? Um, now that sounds fascinating too. But nine. <laughs> well, the other two are in English. Uh, you got uh, the uh, something of the stones. What was that? Amongst the stones. And the other one was uh, uh, Life as a God of All the Presumptuous Things, the name of a book. Hmm. I can read uh, Arabic and Spanish, English and German, and that's it. No French? Nein. Oh, well, the Book of Ebon then is out of luck. It's in French. The other ones are all in English. I can read French. It'll take me a while, but I can read it and, I mean, relay the information to Hauser and he can make head or tail of it. You said it was uh, uh, medieval French, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can. It'll take me time, but I can read it. We might be able to contact the university and see if they know what these books are. Yeah, good call. And if they're rare, or you know. Anyway, that's about all we got out of it.
we had a nice party. I tried to fix yeah. uh, Christopher up with uh, uh, Miss Felicity. Miss Felicity Thorne. It was Miss Felicity Thumb. 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 Sorry, I get Thorn Thumb. We had a Thorn there too. And we had a Joe. Oh my God, you've never seen a guy like this. It's like he could be a bouncer at a nightclub and all he'd have to do is stand in the doorway and nobody could get in Jeez. or out. That large, hmm? Fill yeah, the whole yeah. doorway. That's oh, amazing what good doing? nutrition will do. <sighs> well, I got nothing until uh, until our meeting this afternoon. Later today. Ms. What Carlisle. do you think about... Uh, do we have any word for making uh, meeting up with uh, uh, Sing Sing with Hilton? Uh, I just checked with the front desk. Rebecca hasn't left us a, a message, so we can't just walk in and, and meet with them. Yeah. I'll make a phone call and see what I can find out about that stay of execution. Good call, good call. Sure. So that's what I'll do. You know, this Miss uh, Bonet? Bonet? Yeah. Hmm. Wait. And, and brainwashing being brought up that that actually does increase my trepidation to uh visiting our little curio shop oh yeah well, we certainly shouldn't do it just one of us we def oh. definitely go as a group oh, definitely, yeah. definitely at, least, at least three of us mm -hmm. also what do we have any contingencies in case one of us goes off the deep end well that's i mean kingsington uh, not kingsington sorry carlton ramsey did mention that about you know us making sure he knew someone that you know to hand on this information to so it's something hmm. we should probably think about um you know well if we i trust us as a group but yes but if if i go if I go into the curio shop and come out praising Bonet and her, you know, exotic mysteries. That's why many of us go in and not just you. Well, let me ask you this before I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question with a question, Frederick. If knowing now, if you were to go in and come out that way, what would you want us to do? beat the sense back into me <laughs> then that is what we would do and frankly you would be more gentle than other people yeah <laughs> Octavius yes sir so you contact cell bomber who you task with this um, right. whole Hilton Adams hey, business. Fox, I, I've got some bad news. What's that? I was trying to look into a, a, a stay stay of execution. I'm trying with the, with the governor, but uh, talking with them, it turns out that some, uh, some police captain in Harlem said he interrogated the, the suspects in question, and they said that it was uh, through their kind of interviews with the with the young man that was apprehended it was a 
mimic crime. They were inspired by the, the previous crimes. They just wanted to mimic it. So they decided that there has been no correlation. And so Hilton is still slotted for execution. All right, I'm gonna to have to call the governor directly then. Um, there's a good chance this guy's innocent. Um, and that, uh, that there's corruption in the police force. Um, all right, thank you very much. You, you did a great job. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing, I'll keep seeing what I could do, but. All right, well, I'll take it from here. All right, thanks, bye. Jesus Christ, you got to do everything yourself around here. I have to go to a party with the governor now. My life, all these parties, it's awful. Lobster every day. Lifestyle of the rich and famous. All right. I come back and I say, well, bad news. Can't get a stay of execution just yet. I'm going to see what I can do. Try to get a hold of the governor directly. Can, why not? Can we, why, why can't we? I mean, there's been a murder after he charged the guy. Like They're saying that it's uh, just a copycat murderer. Uh, three, three of them. Which tells us quite clearly that this police force is corrupt. Yeah. Because something like the... Uh, they're not going to release that to the public. Yeah, exactly. So how could there be a copycat? Yeah. And I mean, that guy slashed through Michael, uh, through, uh, um, through Morris's arm, man. That was, that was, that guy was skilled at that. That was no go off the street copycat. You know what? We need to get back to, uh, we need to get back to uh, Lieutenant Martin Poole. Yeah. Because yeah. he's already been involved in this and he might be able to help us in some way. Yeah, a copycat might be That's nonsense. One it's nonsense. Exactly. This was several people. There's actually four, not three, because there was one in a car, too, right? Didn't you say? Yeah. So this is organized. This is not some nutcase copycat. Right. At least four of them. Yeah, there are always details that the police do not release to the public so that they can identify copycats and stuff yeah. like that. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. We can make some phone calls, see if anybody knows anything about these books. Uh, I before. can call my uh, my mom is actually uh, a professor at, Tula professor at Tulane, so I can give her a call and see if she uh, has heard of them or knows if anyone... Has cool. heard of them? Yeah, I mean, can, yeah. well, I'll can do we... that, and then I'll also ask uh, if I can get in touch with uh, Marie. She might possibly have heard of this Bonet woman. I mean, it's a long shot, but we might glean something from it. Sure. All right. So you're making some long distance calls to yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. So it's going to take a bit. Yeah. Um, What's everybody else up to? Fox, are you making some, are you trying to get in contact with people about those books or? Yeah, I think that what I'll try to do is get in contact with people in power that can 
get me to talk to the governor. You know, talk to okay. John, who'll talk to Mike, who'll mm -hmm. get I'll have you make a credit rating check for me. Um, then Frederick Hauser and Morris, what are you guys up to? Checking in on the medical records that uh, that could be relating to the psychological notation uh, from the psychologist from uh, Houston, Dr. Houston. Yeah, looking at Dr. Houston's yeah. notes. Follow up that lead. All right. So, and uh, Morris? Um, I'm not sure that I have any uh, applicable areas of skill that, that would be of use, but um, I could uh, pour over the, the newspapers and uh, just, just see if anyone's missed anything. Or the newspapers, you guys are going for the medical records. Okay. So, Octavius, um, with you here, you have a bit of difficulty. Um, your network, as far as getting to government levels, it's not as robust as you would like. Um, but you do manage to eventually after a good probably two or three hours get in contact with somebody at the governor's office um good afternoon um, um this is octavius fox of the new york foxes um i need to uh talk to the governor uh about a uh, uh a homicide case uh, that may be a, a miscarriage of justice. Oh, oh my. Uh, may I speak to the governor? Um, well, he, I, I, I am his personal secretary. I mm -hmm. should be able to, to pass along whatever message that you have for him. Uh, I will do it as, as quickly as possible. Well, there's a man's life at stake. Um, uh, look, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Hilton Adams uh, is currently in Sing Sing and he's on death row for uh, the murder of a gentleman in uh, Black Hollow. Uh, the thing is, is that we've been doing uh, our own private investigation. And we highly suspect that he has been set up uh, to take the fall for something uh, that the actual, some of the members of the police force might be behind. Um, all we're asking for at this point is a stay of execution um, so that we have more time to investigate. Uh, he doesn't need to be released from prison. He doesn't need anything like that. Uh, but we do need to be able to continue this. Uh, when is he uh, scheduled for? I'm, I'm asking for GM. When is when is he scheduled for termination? Um. So it's currently January 20th. Uh, his execution is going to be in like February 21st. All right. 
he's uh, scheduled for execution on February 21st. Uh, we need to stop that from happening. Um, we've got our lawyers working on it, but uh, I just wanted to get a hold of the governor. Um, oh, well, if you... Um, thank you so much for bringing us to our attention. Um, if you have the, the contact information of those lawyers, um, Absolutely. We'll have the governor and our prosecutor, prosecution team to get in touch and see if we can't work this all out, sir. All right. Um, so I give him uh, Sal's uh, number and uh, okay. and the case involved. Uh, in any case, that might start an investigation that uh, stays the execution. Yes, further right. on that. Um, we're going to go to Morris now. So in digging through the newspapers, um, you find that some of the more local papers were, um, once this expedition kind of got underway, they, they seem to have covered it more closely. Um, you know, New Yorker, Rogers funding this thing, so they there was a bit more of a kind of local craze about it. Um, you, you find uh, several stories about uh, similar to the time frame when uh, before Roger went on the expedition. Um, mm -hmm. There were many people that talking about the, the damage done to his business. He seemed to be um, withdrawing large sums of cash directly from the business leading up so to the expedition. So there's no secret then? No. So he was they were preparing for it um, uh, towards towards before he left. Um, his his partying seemed to stop abruptly. Um, several of his close contacts noted that he was far more serious than he had been in the past. Um, two more things. Uh, you learned some things about uh, Dr. Houston. Um, he seemed to have. Um, been quite a respected figure. Um, there's been a couple of, of reports about his work and his wealth and his success. Um, there seems to be quite scandalous rumors about him being rather promiscuous. Um, Miss Hypatia Masters, um, you find that. Um, They were, uh, she's definitely a dilettante. Um, her family is, was extremely wealthy, plenty of um, documents there. Um, people were kind of seeing if her family funds were gonna be invested in the expedition to share on the profits, but that never materialized into anything um, quite, um, but other than that, um, there's wide speculation about why she might've been included, but people just think that uh, Kind of just uh, Roger's girl, and he was taking her along. Um, okay. And um, and then Jack, uh, Jack was Jack Brady fellow seemed to have been put in charge of as the manager of the expedition and he was managing all the accounts 
Right. Um, so any any questions about the expedition, its funding, uh, et cetera, was routed through him. And there's absolutely no mention anywhere of the uh, Benet woman. No, none. Okay. And one, one last piece of information I'll give you here um, is after they picked up, after reports came through about uh, Aubrey Penhue being added, um, there was a kind of a short people kind of doing some research about him. Um, he uh, he has title to several uh, he was to, uh, to several stately homes, um, including uh, some mansion in Egypt, um, homes all over Europe. Um, uh, but very little beyond that is known about his 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 private life. Um, he runs the. He ran the Penhue Foundation um, and was a noted Egyptologist. Are there any photographs of him? Um, yes. He's a older gentleman. Um, and and so digging digging through these these papers, you you managed to find pictures of all these of these people. If you saw them again, you would recognize them. Okay. Um, but no, nobody that looks like this, this Bunny woman. Okay. Is mentioned or in photographs. None of these people bear a resemblance to anyone I've actually met at any point. No. Sorry, I've come out of focus. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think that's that's all I'm going to get by the looks of it. But uh, yes, I like the fact that I've I've now got, given myself a grounding in the uh, in the story, which I which I think gives me an, an independent angle, which uh, as as an independent gentleman I like. Christopher. Um, you finally get in contact with your mother. Um, this is weird. Hi, Mom. Uh, no. Hi, hi, Christopher. Uh, how's uh, how, everything how's down? New York? Uh, New York's all right. Uh, unfortunately, um, my friend Jackson was coming to see, uh, he, he was murdered. Oh, but good heavens. Yeah, we, me, and, me and the guys uh, are trying to look into it. Uh, it's, it seems like Jackson got himself mixed up in some, some bad stuff, Mom. Um, that's actually why I'm calling. I was wondering if you could, uh, you could help. Um, do you, have you, I've got some books. Um, I was hoping maybe, uh, maybe you could no, you might know, have heard of them, or you might know someone at the university who could help. Um, well, what are what are their 
titles. Uh, so one is called um, My Life is a God. No, that's never heard of anything like that. Um, the, the Between the Slabs or Amongst the Amongst the Stones? Uh, no, that's um, the pneumatic, sorry, the neurotic, the, uh, the what was the, necotic, maybe? the necotic, yeah. Um, well, there was a, that one rings something in my memory. There was a, a traveling, uh, a professor, a, libra a librarian, in fact, from a uh, noted uh, New England college, in fact, who was giving a tour about obscure books and, and rare book collections. Um, from Miskatonic? Yes, Miskatonic University. We uh, just Armitage, I believe, was his name. Armitage, right. I think I, I, think I may have heard uh, one of my companions mention his name. Um, and the last one was, um, and I give her the French one, mm -hmm. the name of the French one. Yes, I mean, I, I, I can get in touch with, with my colleagues here at our library and see what they, what they know, but we don't have quite the collection of such obscure material as, yeah, as Armitage left that impression. Miskatonic has. There's probably no chance you've got a copy. The the university has a copy of uh, Africa's Dark Six by any chance? Um, that's not a book I've heard of. Okay. Oh if, well, thanks. I'll, I'll I'll check. I'll. Yeah. If you do find find out anything, um, yeah, just get send word to the hotel. Um, I've got to give. Uh, I've got to give Maria a call um, to see. I've got some questions to ask her, but um, just know I'm safe. I'm being careful. And um, yeah. All right. Well, yes, be definitely be careful, son. I will. I will. Love you. And, and to speed things along here, um, call Marie. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have any knowledge of these books either, and she's the name Benet is too common no. and just yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Worth a try. Right. Frederick and Hauser, um, you will go to the um, the secretary's office of the Medical Affairs Board. Um, there is a secretary just um, typing away um, very small office um, nice young lady she she smiles uh, what, what can I do for you gentlemen yes hello um, we were wondering if we could look into the uh, the notes of a dr. Houston a doctor a dr. Houston um, yes has, she, has she, his... she, she leans back and she's, Adrian. 
and this kind of disheveled looking man kind of comes out of the back room, like kind of buttoning a suit and coming in. Uh, yes, uh, uh, these these gentlemen they have questions about some um, records of a of a Doctor Houston. Says, ah, oh, yes, uh, pleased to meet you. I'm uh, Adrian Ferris. I'm over the over our our records. Uh, so what, what's the, the nature of your inquiry? Well, we are, to be, to be frank, we're, uh, we're following up some leads that a, uh, a friend of ours left. Um, unfortunately, he, unfortunately he's no longer with us and we're, um, we're trying to look in into and suss out um, what exactly led to his, his untimely demise and Dr. Houston, Dr. Houston's name, uh, came up in the notes that we were looking through. Well, uh, unfortunately I, I can't disclose those records to you for that purpose. Um, I see. They're only available to his uh, immediate heirs and to any consulting physicians. Hmm. All right. Make an idea roll, Houser. Boom, 11. Nice. Oh, totally made it. Yeah, that's that's hard. I think that maybe you might be able to salvage this if you if you perhaps start trying to poke around at possibly if Erica Carlisle. Oh yeah, yeah. We, looking into family records. Yeah, and we were uh, two uh, two of our associates were. Uh, working recently with Erica Carlisle, and and she was uh, having quite a bit of a interest in following this thread. And they, of course, knew Dr. Houston, so they wanted to uh, just follow up with with what uh, what had gone on, especially with her brother. So we are hoping if we could at least review just the, the superficial. Uh, Review of this would be beneficial to very much for her, for Erica Carlisle. She was Mr. Fox, right, in okay. fact. Make a fast talk. A fast talk, sure. Okay, I want to spend. Oh, when can I recover luck? At uh, the end of this scenario. Oh God. When we when we leave New York. Uh, I'll spend 17 luck. Oh boy. I pass. All right. So he looks at you, Shannon, considering what Frederick had said and now what you're saying. You're a little bit suspicious, but he says, excuse me one second. And he leaves. And you wait there for about 30 minutes. And he comes back with a document in his hand. 
And he says, I mean, you have to say, you know, I, I, I must apologize, sir. I just, I thought you were lying, but a, uh, a, a call to Erica Carlisle, um, and she said that she gave, granted you permission to, to look at her brother's records, so. And this is what he hands you. I hope you understand that we are trying to be discreet. Interesting. First meeting, January 11th, 1918. Reference, Erica Carlisle. Closest relative, Erica Carlisle. At his sister's insistence, Mr. Roger Vane Worthington Carlisle visited me this morning. He depreciates the importance of his state of mind, but concedes that he has had some trouble sleeping due to a recurring dream in which he hears a distant voice calling his name. Interestingly, the voice uses Mr. Carlyle's second given name, Vane, by which Mr. Carlyle admits he always thinks of himself. Carlyle moves towards the voice and has to struggle through a well-like mist, web-like mist, in which the caller is understood to stand. The caller is a man tall, gaunt, dark. An inverted ankh blazes on his forehead. Following the Egyptian theme, Carlyle has had no conscious interest in things Egyptian, he says. The man extends his hand to Carlyle, his palms held upward. Pictured on his left palm, Carlyle discovers his own face. On the right palm, Carlyle sees an unusual, misshapen pyramid. The collar then brings his hands together, and Carlyle feels himself float off the ground into space. He halts before an assemblage of monstrous figures. Figures of humans with animal limbs, with fangs and talons, or of no particular shape at all. All of them circles, uh, circle a pulsating ball of yellow energy, which Carlyle recognizes as another aspect of the calling man. The ball draws him in. He becomes part of it and sees through eyes, not his own. A great triangle appears in the void, its twisted symmetry of the same fashion as the vision of the pyramid. Carlyle then hears the caller say, and become with me a god, as millions of odd shapes and forms rush into the triangle. Carlyle wakes. Carlyle does not consider this dream a nightmare, although it upsets his sleep. He says that he revels in it and that it is a genuine calling. Although my strong impression is that he actually is undecided about it. An inability to choose seems to characterize much of his life. Later, September 18th, 1918. He calls her Im Ru, Anastasia and my priestess. He is obsessive about her, as well he might be exterior devotion 
is certainly one way to ease the tensions of mainly uh, megalomaniacal contradictions. She is certainly a rival to my authority. December 3rd, 1918. If I do not go, Carlisle threatens exposure. If I do go, all pretense of analysis surely will be lost. What then will be my role? And while you're finishing it, he takes the document back, puts it back into the folder where he got it from, and he says, I still cannot allow you to, to take it off the premises. Um, I hope that was helpful to whatever Miss Carlisle was looking for. I, I think this is, I think she will be, she will be pleased with, with such information. Thank you, sir. All right, and with that, we will leave it for tonight. Our players included Zane Fleming, Brian Daly, Mick Swan, Stuart Lively, and myself with Morgan Llewellyn as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week, music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost of all of the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments when you're reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our game and club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP. And the call of the two of those things. Until next time, good luck. Thank you.